and good evening. Welcome to the Old School podcast over modern educational issues and idiosyncrasies and possible solutions therein. Coming at you live from our various intellectual epicenters in our homes. Uh, this is Ross Miller, joined by Dr. Stephen Bourgeois. And good evening, Dr. Bourgeois. Uh, hello, Ross. Can I call you Ross? Yes, you can. So, okay. Um, How are you feeling today? Uh, I feel pretty good. You sound kind of nasal. Is it, there's something? Uh, are you sick or is it just your microphone? It could be my microphone. I've got, so I got this mixer and it's got like 50 knobs and none of them are labeled. I don't know. Uh, I think you're going to need to talk to a kid, you know, somebody much younger than us to figure <laughs> that one out. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know, but uh, God bless it. No, it um, actually sounds better now. Whatever. You, did you do something to it? I did do a little something to it, yes. Okay. Well, so it sounds better? Um, it sounds really great. I just like right. it. Are you all right? So Are you far. drunk? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Don't do drunk podcasts. That's <laughs> just a rule. Well, it might. Uh, who knows what that would sound like if we were, if you were inebriated or I was three sheets to the wind. We might get more listeners. We, I think we have to, because I've looked at our statistics. Um those Germans, still, those Germans still only listening to like 2.5% of the podcast. Yeah, it, it probably happened on one day. Like two people <laughs> listened for about five minutes. And they, they said, uh, That's just stupid. This is kind got. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wish you'd bring, bring religion into this. So soon. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what are we? what are we talking about today? I think we want to talk about controversy isn't that isn't that what we're getting at yes we're gonna we're gonna do this on a multi-level uh multi-episodic uh series uh where we deal with <laughs> you know, like that multi-episodic um <laughs> it may be redundant it may be just episodic um a series on controversies that happen within the classroom and we start with something that i did and I think you were, were you in an administrative capacity at the time or just a bemused uh, uh, onlooker? I think I was kind of dabbling in administration, but I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it, whatever you're about to say. I do remember <laughs> it. Okay. So at the time, I was teaching human geography. You remember those days? I do. Now, for those of you who don't know, human geography is a very fascinating course that includes all things relative to what humans do and how they interact with their environment and the, the creations of humans, you know, everything from government to economics, to agriculture, to religion, you name it. So I had an idea that what we were going to do in our class is that I was going to like on a monthly basis, I was going to invite one religious leader. You know, I was going to, you know, it sounds like the beginning of a joke, but I was going to get a priest and a rabbi <laughs> and a monk <laughs> and a mom and what have you. And initially, I wasn't even going to invite the the priest. <laughs> One, because my kids were already Christian. They already knew what the heck Christianity was. Or I had, I, I kind of went from that assumption I, and I probably should have. I probably should have predicted that that could have been a problem, but so, and I ended up doing it, but, um, but so what I did was that I had, I think it was like five people. I had, a, I had, a, like I said, I had a priest and a rabbi and a mom, a Buddhist monk, a Hindu priest, I think, and I think that was it. So five people. 
coming in. And leading up to their visit, there would be discussions about religion. There would be discussions about how it's developed, how they treat various issues. Um, and, um, and then the kids would ask questions when the, first of all, the guy would come in or whoever came in, they'd do a spiel. Um, I, I assured them there'd be no proselytizing. Please don't do that. You know, just come in to kind of tell you, do your deal. What it, what it is you do and from what perspective you do it. And then the kids would sit there and ask questions. Now, <laughs> apparently one of the Christian parents took exception to, I think initially she had heard there was no Christian coming. And I assured her that upon further reflection, a Christian was coming. Um, and then <laughs> second of all, <laughs> you are drunk. Second of all, that her, her main beef was that there was going to be an imam there to do a spiel about Islam. And it seems rather silly to do a long-standing uh, five-month-long series on world religions and not invite somebody to represent Islam. It's like, it's like the second largest religion in the world. It seems ludicrous. Why wouldn't you invite him or invite anybody? And so the controversy came about the idea of having these people in. So back up because you, you had a lesson plan and this was, uh, did you bring this up to your, your, your principal before you No, did? no. Well, no, I think I did. I think I'm going to say, I think I said something to the effect that, listen, this, uh, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want to do. And cause you know, we were a rather small gang back in those days. So conversation flowed a little bit easier than in a typical high school. Okay. And, um, and so I think there was a conversation um, and I think for the most part, it went well. Uh, I don't know how in-depth the conversation was. I don't recall how in-depth the conversation was. I don't know how many questions our boss asked me. So, so back up, because you did you give a few of these presentations or have, have these guests come in before um, the parent contacted you? Well, I think, yeah, I think there had been like three, two or three that had already come in. Okay. And um, well, back, well, go ahead and tell tell us about those three. I mean, who came first? Who came second? Who came third? And then then what happened next? Well, the rabbi came first. Okay. You know, I started on familiar territory, being a member of the tribe, so I decided let's go ahead and get in a rabbi, uh, some safe territory. I generally know how rabbis work, and um, and a rabbi came in, and you know. You know, a Talmudic shrug here, you know, a shrug there, you know, and then <laughs> tell a couple of parables. And then pretty soon you got yourself a story about Judaism and the kids. I think initially, with the, especially with the first guests, because um, Jews, you know, whatever. But, you know, the, the idea was that because these were Protestant Christian kiddos, you know, maybe they had not met too many Jews. But um, they were seen. They seemed reluctant, a bit taciturn. Did you talk to them first about it? And did they oh, do yeah. research? So they, oh, yeah, they learned oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So, we, yeah, we learned every time somebody came in, we would spend at least the previous week going into the religion, going into aspects of the religion. What I wanted to do is I wanted to create I wanted to create um, a teaching, a lesson that would stir questions. And while I did answer questions, I was keen to have them kind of shelve some questions until the rabbi got there. Because even though, as I said, I'm a member of the tribe, I, I certainly cannot speak with any authoritative, not, not like a rabbi can. And so then the rabbi comes in 
And like I said, they were kind of quiet the first that first go around. The second go around, I think, was the priest. And again, I'm trying to stay in some familiar territory here, trying to ease into this before we get really crazy and start inviting Hindus and, and Muslims into the into the school. And um, and so the Christian came in and there they felt a little bit more comfortable. They had a little bit more uh, background information uh, upon which to ask questions. Now, granted, they're coming from a Protestant perspective, but still. So you're saying stuff, all, all your all your students were Protestants from from what you knew. From what I knew, there were Protestants. Now okay. there could have been a wayward Catholic. I don't know, you know, but <laughs> but from what I knew, there were Christians. Okay, and so, um, and like I said, there's a significant amount of time. There's a few weeks in between each visitor. I think is what, how how it set it up, and then then I think that's when the imam was supposed to come in. Okay, so the third one. Uh, first, there was the the Jewish, the rabbi, yeah. and, and you made your students feel guilty about not asking questions. <laughs> Listen, my my mother made me feel guilty for eighteen years. <laughs> my God, it's, like, it's going to spread the joy, and it's, a, it's part of it's part of the Jewish experience is feeling guilty. So, yes. um, but um, so yeah, so I mean, I I'd kind of I kind of started them, I primed them, if you will, in some rather familiar territory. I mean, on the Jewish side, I mean, they're familiar with the Hebrew scriptures and the Old Testament, however you want to call it. And then um, um, and then the imam was supposed to show up. So do you recall, because you say you remember the incident. I mean, do you recall from an administrative point of view, the phone call or the communication or the conversation amongst the bigwigs about an imam? No, not, not at all. I, don't, I, I just remember it was very funny. That's all I remember. Um, just, just not the the issue because it's a serious issue coming mm-hmm. up in the school. But the fact that you had to deal with it, I was pretty <laughs> pretty happy about that, if I recall. Well, here's here's the thing. I come from a position where, in the pursuit of knowledge, a lot of things are fair game. Now, like anybody, you have to take into account the age and maturity of your kids. You have to take into account the scope and sequence of your subject, uh, but if it falls within the paradigm of the class, if it falls within the purview of the class, rather, then it should be fair game. Now, you know, and we're going to talk about this in some one of the other episodes dealing with controversies. But one of the problems that we have, if I can pontificate here, I'm going to please, step please. up, step up to the podium here. So <laughs> we'll lay down this edict. Part of the issue that folks have in this country is that we think certain topics should be taboo. Now, certain topics should be taboo. One of them, though, that should not be taboo is religion, is politics. But because we make it taboo, we render our students incapable of discussing it. And so, fish about bringing up certain topics, but God bless it. If you don't bring it up, and if you don't bring it up within a controlled atmosphere that allows the kids to discuss it in a way that is dignified, respectful, uh, courteous, if you do not set an environment and give them the opportunity to discuss it, they'll never learn how to do it, or worse yet, they'll learn how to do it, but in an atmosphere that's a lot more toxic. Evidence of that, all you had to do is turn on the daggum television and see what happens when people don't learn how to discuss things properly. But so that's my point of view. That's where I'm coming from uh, with regards to this class is the idea that say, hey, okay, listen, religion is a part of it. And I, my boss asked me, 
you sure you want to go down this road? And I was like, well, damn right I do. I mean, this is part of, this is part of the world. <laughs> now I will admit we were a lot closer to 9-11 than I am now. Um, but okay. So this, this was about a dozen years ago. So the political uh, climate for speech, you, there, it was a little bit more open. I mean, now you can't really say anything about anything. True. Um, uh, but you're, but you're right. The proximity and time to, 9-11 was close enough, I guess, but that should have nothing to do with the curriculum or your approach in a human geography class. It shouldn't. But what, I mean, how do you stand as an administrator? How comfortable are you in extending leeway to teachers to tackle some of these issues? I'm pretty much for it. I mean, as long as you have something to hang your hat on, you know, if it's, if it's in the curriculum, um, you should have complete leeway, and and we trust your professionalism that you can handle it. I don't, I don't know a lot of teachers have have the chops to pull it off because they don't have enough background and, and talk about it and field questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this this is your your area, and and, and I, I think that the kids were in good hands. So I, 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 w- I would, to me, it would have to do with the the quality of the teacher. Well, it was something that our boss had to balance. She had to balance the demands of an irate parent, which is never a capricious thing because, I mean, you could say that, you know, you know, that the, 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 the sanctuary of the classroom should be protected from, you know, the infidels outside of it. If you bar, excuse the expression, given that we're talking about Islam, but, but, um, but the idea, the idea would be, that there should be some sort of insulation from the outside in order to be able to create the environment to discuss it within. So, so talk about the imam and the presentation. How, how did that go? First of all, very lovely fellow came from a local Islamic center, uh, somewhere in the mid cities areas between Dallas and Fort Worth. And uh, you're not very kind. To, you're outing our location, Ross. Well, yes. So, well, we're in Texas, you know, so, okay. but um, I feel better now. <laughs> we're not in some sort of uh, <laughs> nondescript bunker, you know, underneath a <laughs> missile silo in Arkansas or something, but. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're, you're insulting Islam and Arkansas in one episode. No, you haven't done that yet. Go ahead. Uh, not yet. Um, but, um, but, but I mean, I, he was a lovely fellow and he was very patient with the questions. And, and I have to admit, I mean, it's, yeah, I spent a lot of time prepping my, my Protestant evangelical kiddos to kind of handle, you know, this guy coming in and to kind of make the case that, listen, you know, you, know, you, you think that your faith is just that it's a, it's a product of faith and it's something you believe in and you think everything else is strange. Well, guess what? From the outside, your ideas are strange. And so it, it comes to the idea of learning a different perspective, learning a different way of looking at the same subject um, and to try to honestly approach that with honest questions. And I was very proud of my students. I mean, they were very, they, they treated all, all the guests that came in, they treated with a great deal of respect and they treated them with respectful questions. Periodically, a teacher might come in just to sit in on it as a, on a couple of occasions happened. Um, but in the course of the discussion, you know, he sat there and he, and he tackled everything honestly and straight and straightforward. Uh, and, you know, he had to kind of anticipate some questions uh, because, as I said, we were not too far away from 9-11. And uh, unfortunately, the religion as a whole uh, was castigated uh, for the crimes of some. And, 
And that's, that was part of the thing they have to deal with. So, um, so as a, as an event, it turned out to be not quite as, um, not quite as problematic as the parent feared, but I think the parents just just thinks that that's territory we shouldn't cross into. So, so you actually received a personal email from the parent, I hope, or did it come to you indirectly? Cause that sometimes happens. And I know it's, you've kind of risen up uh, occasionally when they don't go directly to you. How did this one get to you? This got to me. And uh, say it again, Ross, you paused or Herr Miller. Well, it came, it came to us by way of my boss. Oh, so they didn't actually no. email you or call you personally. Yeah. There's okay. no reason why we should handle this like adults. Let's go ahead and, <laughs> and run to the principal and wow. then, you know, try to uh, circumvent a, a probably a much more needed conversation, which is between the parent and the teacher. Now I understand the parent probably was trying to prevent uh, controversy or conflict or whatever the case may be. But the problem is I'm the one who's doing it and I'm the one who's in ability to explain it. And sooner or later, I come into the picture. If you're going to press the matter sooner or later, I do come into the picture. So uh, yes, you're right. I do have an issue with people who do not contact me directly, but rather go around me. Right. So was, was there at least a paper trail where this was an email or was this a phone call reported to you? It was an email. Okay. So you actually got to see the email, right? Okay, so well, do tell. Well, no, I mean, she, uh, you know, the, it was a mother and, and her issue was that she wanted to know what the purpose of having these folks come in. Now, she did not send this email prior to the rabbi or prior to the priest. And I doubt if the monk or the priest, the Hindu priest had come before the imam, I doubt I would have heard anything from her prior to those two folks. But in bringing Islam into the mix, this is where the, the issue lay. And she felt it was inappropriate. She felt that it was out of bounds. She felt that it was not in keeping with the, with the curriculum of the course, which, of course, it is. You know, And so you know, different people handle controversial subjects in a different way. I just assume go ahead and tackle it head on and talk, tackle it with somebody. Now, I can answer questions about Islam. I can answer questions about any religion. But why would you want to hear from me if you can get an expert in there to talk about it? I know I would. I'd, I'd, but uh, <clears throat> so, so I guess the, the question is, did, was there a follow-up meeting with you and the parent and, and the principal? Uh, what, what happened next? Not with the parent. You, so uh, you never actually were able to confront or be confronted and... and, and no. Okay, and so, so that's, a little, that's a little unsatisfying. For I, I was expecting this culminating scene, but it didn't. If, if only, and, yeah. and what, and basically, what I told I told uh, our boss is said, listen, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to stand for this. There's got to be intellectual freedom. If this is any school worthy of the name, we have to have intellectual freedom. That's what some of my issues are with you know, various historical theories and, what, and whatever the case may be, is that there's a lack of intellectual freedom to question, to debate, to honestly derive as some sort of mutual understanding about what someone's perspective is or what someone's point of view is and, and to give that person a chance to defend it. And of course, when someone doesn't want to confront, when someone doesn't want to talk, does that not give you the idea that they can't defend their actions or they can't defend their words. 
Most likely. I mean, I guess there's a small chance, but but probably it would have been a one-sided affair at that point. Mm. So it's so I I wish I I tell you if I taught human geography today I would do it today, and I and I wouldn't I wouldn't back off on it and I, and I think and and not that I'm special or anything although my mom always thought I was but nevertheless you know that notwithstanding you know I'm not special there's a lot of people having tough conversations in their classroom thank goodness you know but um, I'm just one of those people who just feels that. This needs to be talked about. There are things that need to be discussed. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin said, you know, death and taxes, two things you should never talk about. And I think a lot of people have really taken his ideas and kind of extrapolated on it and created an environment where we are skittish and reluctant to talk about certain things. Well, it sounds like it. Um, I I, I was trying to go back to that quote i thought it had to do with inevitability also mm. um so but but uh, I, I assume and, and i should remember more about this maybe i was not concentrating those during some of those um, conversations we had back then <laughs> um, but did your program continue uh, yes did you talk to, okay so which means that you that we had a courageous principal first of all uh, who, who could um, stand up to the parent and put it to bed boy and that cannot be overstated enough right because you talk about you know a lot of times i think teachers are confronted with principals who are managers right and managers by nature are conciliatory and um you know they can at times fold like a cheap lawn chair when when faced with uh remarkable uh resistance and then you have leaders yeah and a leader is someone who says you know what there's a larger principal here um mom, dad, or whoever, you don't, you're not seeing the picture here. And so I need to kind of make it clear for you because I'm the principal of the school. This is my school. This is what's happening. And this is what we're going to do. And um, I just, you cannot overstate the importance of having somebody who's willing to do that because it's not a given. Right. Well, I guess that doesn't surprise me that you know, that she was strong in that case. And, mm. you know, and, and even, you know, it's, it's always, you know, as a leader of a school, you want to avoid comfort, controversy. Mm. Um, but, but there are times, you know, um, so, so, af- so after that, you never had to talk to the parent though, that would have been pretty satisfying and probably closure, but then you continued uh, as planned and, and had the other uh, guest speakers, right? And I don't know if it was because my 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 attitude had changed a little bit because of the controversy behind the scenes, but I just got more joy out of those last two. And and, and partly is because at the time, you know, Hinduism and Buddhism were two faiths that I knew the least about. Now, still in the grand scheme of things, I knew a lot about to be able to answer questions, basic, you know, structures of the faith or whatever the case may be. But um, I mean, oh man, it's so so incredible listening to folks who know what they're talking about and have spent their life devoted to an idea and then hear him, hear them speak on it. I mean, does it get any better than that? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I wish you'd have uh, seen to it to invite me to those um, presentations. I don't remember my invitation. You know, back. we shared an office, right? Um, we did. I do remember that. <laughs> um, I, I definitely do. Um <laughs> So I, I, did you ever invite a, a Protestant pastor 
Um, well, yes, that was the second, uh, not a Protestant pastor. No, it was a Catholic priest. Right. Okay. But you never took, you know, because yeah. isn't that what the parents suggested? Or were they suggesting oh, no. you invite a, a pastor or you shouldn't have done what you did? Which... I shouldn't have done what I did. I mean, okay. I, I think, I think in her mind, her, her, um, uh, her position was that this is something that should be, um, Forbidden, you know, to, to use the German word, right? Uh, but right. Um, it's something that shouldn't be allowed. And I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. In an intellectual environment, you know, um, uh, Garrison Keeler once said that the most un-American thing you can say is that you can't say that. And right. I, and I think any time that you sit there and you run into resistance because of your willingness or desire to try to talk about subjects, and you get pushback, I think you have an obligation to push back harder. To, to make the case, listen, we need to have a conversation right now. We need to make the case that this is something that's important to have in the classroom. So after that that year, uh, I don't believe you taught that course anymore. I thought, uh, other, uh, but did that activity live on? You know, it did not. Your, it did not. Okay. No, I and I and I talked to the teacher about it. We, you know, we were starting to get bigger as a school, and we're hiring more staff, and and. Um, and so I and I had suggested to the teacher this was something that would be fun to do. I think part of her reluctance was that she did not have, she was new, she was young, and perhaps these were waters she was not willing or able to tread at the moment. And so it kind of died after that first after that first year because that well the last year that I taught the subject. Well, uh, uh, maybe I mean it. it the course has to lend itself to it. I mean, right now sure. you're teaching U.S. history. Is that right? Correct. Um, so, so it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in, in in my curriculum. Right. So it's not like week two we bring in a rabbi. What no matter what. You're teaching. <laughs> uh, so rabbi, why don't you talk about the Jews of South Carolina? You know, oh. just. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to go south very quickly. Uh, <laughs> well, but, it did go south, South Carolina. Oh, yes, but right. um, but um, it's no. So you know now. You know, there are certainly things that I could do today. And I, I mean, I do things here and there and talk about things here and there. For one, for example, I think it's the purview of social studies classes to talk about political matters. And so when political matters present themselves, as God knows they have over the last few years, I think it's fair game. And especially from a U.S. history standpoint, I think it's fair game for a couple of reasons. One, you should know what's going on around you. Two, you should be able to develop ideas about how you feel about what's going on around you, absent of what your parents think, absent of what your preacher thinks or your friends think or what have you. Um, you should be able to defend your arguments. There's nothing ticks me off more than a kid who spouts off slogans, and yet they can't, they can't make an argument. They can't sustain more than one or two questions. But, you know, lastly, it's how we teach students in a U.S. history classroom is how we teach students what it what it is to be an American. This is fair game. In other places, it may be forbidden, and it may be forbidden here pretty soon, well, the way things are going. But until then, we're going to we're going to indulge in a little intellectual freedom, and we're going to talk about stuff. Well, you have, I mean, your career, let's 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 say it, it's, it's kind of winding down. So maybe you'll um, start burning bridges <laughs> yeah I, I, that's what i'm waiting for is is kind of what do you call that yeah burning it's, bridges. it's called it's called a scorched earth policy there you go here <laughs> uh, miller and scorched earth um, it would be something we're seeing um I've, I've had a weird feeling in, in the past 
couple of weeks. I haven't told you this, but you know, we're, we're doing a lot of reminiscing on my part. I mean, you're you're kind of reminiscing, but you're in the in the classroom. All right. I've, I've had this thought about teaching, actually yeah, yeah. teaching. You know, in in the high school level and music or German or yeah, yeah. Just take a position because it would take me about four days to get one, probably if I really wanted one. Mm-hmm. And um, but the the stories that we're telling and these, you know, it seems. Um, rather positive to me i'm thinking wow that, i, I kind of miss it the more right. I, and it wasn't just being able to make fun of you i mean i do that for <laughs> comic effect you know but the but the, the the thing is the the students that were in front of you had a meaningful experience and, and you know some of them probably remember those conversations mm. now um and, and it's not just that moment of having a guest but it's also your debrief you know, right. that 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 would be the essence and that you know as much as i'd like to hear an imam speak i'd like to hear you speak that next lesson right and, and see what you did with it so i'm having those those feelings you know my wife and my accountant if i had an accountant would probably say <laughs> that's, that's a horrible idea um, but I, I am getting a little bit of of the itch as as it were i don't think you ever lose that um but i it's good to hear these these, these stories because i do remember those fondly well, it'll be interesting as as you say. I'm getting to the end of things, and you know, and um, uh, not necessarily riding off into the sunset. But uh, as far as teaching goes, you know, it is something that I've considered maybe wrapping up here pretty soon. And I imagine there is a vitality to the profession uh, that uh, both invigorates you and also uh, intellectually stimulates you, and you know, to be able to have these discussions, have these conversations. It's a it's a fun part of the gig. So, well, and, and here, Miller, you are a teacher through and through. I mean, it's not like you're saying I need to get out and be an administrator. Or, you know, so many or, teachers are no, looking, no, no, no. looking to get out, you know, right. any way they can. Um, I, I want to bring this to the masses. That's the, that's the plan. Uh, this, this program. Well, yes. I think if we clean it up a little bit and, uh, you know, sometimes we, we go for the, the short-term cheek cheap joke and i know i do Um, but but if we can raise the level of discourse and maybe we have a future here maybe so maybe so well here dr bourgeois it's been a good uh good little time spent with you tonight Uh, i've enjoyed heck out of it Uh, you did most of the storytelling and i just kind of badgered you occasionally which is uh, what i had it coming i i I think you did (laughs) Um, and and with that new microphone actually it's not new you just changed the Let's change the settings. Somehow you sound younger. I don't know, more energetic. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. So, all right. Well, shall we say good night, Herr Dr. Bourgeois? Let's just do that. Uh, Good night, Herr Miller.